And that's another reason why I wanted to do this um, today, too, because, you know, most of the podcasts or video podcasts that we do is mostly about business, somebody in business and promoting their business, you know, their small business. But then I'm like, well, how can I call it Kingdom Women Enterprise if we never talk about the kingdom of God? So that was another reason why I was like, we need to do this and we have to do this, you know. Thank you, dude. Yeah. We're about, this father's bi- about my father's business. You know, I didn't introduce the business side because I knew this was a kingdom conversation. But my husband and I, we are in business. We do have um, three locations, one in North Carolina, one in Virginia, and one in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We uh-huh. do have a um, in-home care business. And um, if you ever, you know, if you ever have your business conversation or you want to put us out there, I'll be glad well, to. it's funny that you said that because um, when I was actually talking to Niasia, uh, I was actually on your Facebook page. And I was like, because I, I like to, because I have your number, because when she did the group message, I was like, who number? Then I realized it probably was your number because everybody else's number I have. So I like to put a picture with it so then I know who it is when they calling me. So I was on your Facebook page, so I could still on your pictures on Facebook page to put on my phone. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, this is my, I said, his mom looked very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, this is your apostle's mom? Because she was very spicy. But she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is her husband. So Naija was like, yes, this is her husband. And then she was telling me that y'all had your own business. And I was just telling her that, oh, well, we got to get her on KWE and <laughs> talking to her. So we are, we're going to have you up there when the podcast we do. But yeah, but I figure it was very important for us to get the word out there as well, you know, because, um, you can't do anything without Christ. At the end of the day, it is. You can try to do it on your own and you might succeed a little bit, but it's going to mess up in the end. You know what I'm saying? That's like anything, anything you do outside of Christ, you know, you'll succeed, you know, you'll get that, but in the end, you lose that. You know what I'm saying? One way or another, you're going to lose that if you don't keep it right in Christ. And even like when we was talking about churches and stuff, when you get to the point where you get prideful, when the God has, when God has built you and anoint you and have built you, and what you feel like you got a certain kind of status going on in your life, and but if you don't keep yourself humble and realize who brought you to the point where you are, you're gonna lose what you have. You know what I'm saying? And when everybody was talking, when you was talking about about the body of Christ and we really becoming as one and be unified. I have seen, like, since this coronavirus, I have seen some churches and stuff like, like war with other people that want to oh, be other churches. Yeah. Like with other churches that, you know, that the Lord has called to go for it, to do some things and like war. I'm like, but that's not of God. No, no matter how you feel personally, but that's not a God. And I was like, I've never seen that before in my life. I was like, you know, growing up under Dr. Ernest Leonard Ministries and stuff, I was like, you know, he will always, if anybody ever left or anybody that wanted to step up and said, the Lord has called me to do certain things, he will always pray for them and send them off with a blessing and, and love. You know what I'm saying? Have I never seen in this day and age where there's a lot of 
like churches and stuff like that that don't do that with their people anymore. And like, I feel like it's a war between what they consider Christians, which should not be. Because if we are all connected to the Lord and have that relationship with the Lord and praying to the Lord and seeking the Lord, then you will want nothing but the best for your brother and your sister, no matter what. And even with me, even with doing this, you know, it was a situation that happened with me here. And like when it first happened and everything else, I did feel a, my flesh did feel a certain way, you know, and I was hurt by the situation. But every day I prayed the Lord to let me still pray for that person and uplift that person because I know that's the right thing to do and, and not me walking in my flesh because I felt a certain way. You know what? A revelation that the Lord had gave me was what what is happening happening a lot in the body of church, especially in leadership, is that we say, you know, this is my church. I am the head. I am the leader. I am. We want to possess the people that I'm the f- we are meant to serve, right? But we also need to remember. God, Jesus is the head. Mm-hmm. He said that we are the body. That means we are the functioning, but he is the head. Right. And it is his church. Right. And these are his people. Your members are his people. And what he has done is giving you the responsibility. And he has blessed you with the opportunity to serve love, guide, and counsel his sheep and his people. He has trusted you with the responsibility to care for his children. And any any good spiritual father, because I have a great apostle, my apostle <laughs> Anthony Daniels, my apostle, that man of God loves me and I know that he loves me. And when I go out and I do things, or whatever, he blesses it. He sends me out. You know, he counsels me and things like that. Any real spiritual father wants to see their children become who they are in the body so that they can go out and function because they know they're not going to be there always. And see, this is where the love of God is and everything like that. Because you know what? When I came to my apostle, I was in a very broken place. I was very untrusting and things like that. And I had father issues and he restored that in me and he helped me to learn my self-value, my self-worth, my identity and help me to become a powerful woman of God. And that's what spiritual leadership should do. And if I say I have a a vision or idea for something, oh, he goes out and blesses it. And it reminds me, it reminds me, cause you know what a lot of hurt, cause you know, a lot of people in the body of Christ, that's another reason why there's, especially in our generation, so many um, people who believe in God, but don't like church. I, people, I hate church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be a part of your religious organization. I don't have a relationship with God. I don't need to come to your church establishment to have a relationship with God. And see, what that comes from is a, a hurt, broken place 
from being mishandled by um, leadership, from being mishandled by other brothers and sisters in Christ, because we forgot the commandment of Jesus. And that is to love, to love, to truly love people and understand who they are. And anytime you mishandle any brother or sister in Christ, you forget they are the image of God. You're mishandling the image of God. And see, that's the perspective that we don't understand because we don't understand who we are. And because we don't understand who we are, we can't understand who our brother or sister is. And so we handle them and deal with them in any kind of way. Something that really blessed my life was Dr. Mark Hamby's The Prayer of Love. It is an, if you didn't read it, read the book, go watch the YouTube videos. I'm telling you, it will change your perspective on the way you handle, the way that you treat, and the way that you think about people. Because we are not to see people no longer after the flesh. But we wouldn't understand what that means until we understand how God sees them. Because you got to think, when you was rough, broken, busted, and disgusted, God loved you just where you were. And even when you reject him, and I know I had my moments where I got, I got, um, I lost my um, my place of who I was. <laughs> it was like, I don't feel like dealing with you right now, okay? But even in that, he loved me. Even when I was disrespectful and dishonorable, he loved me even in that. And so what the prayer of love teaches you is first to have a bound in love. You have to understand the depths and the amount of love that God has for you. And once you understand that, once you have the right perspective of God and how God sees things, because God don't think the way that we think. We always say God's thoughts are above our thoughts. So we just think it, is, it just means that, oh, his, his mind is so excellent. We can't think um, to the level of his thoughts. But it's truly saying the fact that the way we see a thing and think about a thing, Ain't the same way that our daddy thinks about it, okay? You you hurt me. Confound the wife. He's for me and he's against you. But you, you, God said that's my baby too. I love them just as much as I love you. That's right, they are. (laughs) When you do wrong, do you want me to curse you? When you have your son and your daughter and your son or your daughter does one to the other, do you choose that one child over the other? Do you love the other child more than you love the other? No. And God will not do the same thing. He will love you just as much as he loves your sister, your brother in Christ. And so when you have that right perspective, you learn how to love yourself. You learn the depths of how much God loves you. And once you learn the depths of how much God loves you and how God sees you, you understand the way that God sees other people, which allows you to love them to the same extent that you love yourself. She's preaching over here. Somebody start taking notes. And once you understand, and once you understand that person, you really have a true love and you see that person out of their spirit and not who their current position is, but the truth behind who they are, not the final reality of who they are. It allows you to make a righteous judgment, not to judge them according to the flesh, but judge them according to the spirit so you can make a right judgment 
and then act sincere and give moral excellence towards their behavior or, or towards their nature. I, and when their love is sincere. I said, let the hell out of them. <laughs> out of them. Yes. Once that love, once is, once you feel that love is sincere, guess what? It's challenged. Can you love them without offense? See, that's yeah. where that's that's where our church heart hurts comes in the body of Christ. It's the offense. spirit of offense. And see, if you can get offended by your sister and you can't understand who they are in nature and look past that, guess what? You are immature in your love. And guess what? Your perspective of God is wrong. Your perspective of who you are is wrong because the way that you see your brother and sister in Christ is wrong. So your love isn't sincere. So you need to go back and check and see what is in yourself. See, our thing is we want to change other people, but God is saying, I want to change you. What's in you? They're like, oh God knows my heart. And guess what, God? Yes, he does know your heart and he wants to change it. <laughs> he knows your heart and he wants to change it. Well, he says uh-huh. 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 I do know your heart and I want to change it. I want Same. your heart to become my heart, not my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, you know, he's still working on me. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Are you allowing him to work on you? Is um, he- I, I, he I got one for you. I may not be where I need to be, but I'm sure I where I used to be. You're absolutely right, and God don't want you to stay where you are either. When you truly have a relationship with God and really spend time with the Father, I don't get how people can can continue to be in they are and what they are and say that you have a relationship with the Father because the Father reveals things to you in your prayer time. When you come to him, God, I want you to bless me. I want you to do this for me. He said, I understand what you want. But first, let's talk about this. I'm going to change this right now, okay? Because I don't like how you handled that. You didn't say what I said. You did not represent me. So what type of people are not really, people think that they are spending time with God. But they're really not. Because if you ever get into the presence of God, you're not going to come out of his presence. The same way you went in. Door and have a whole messed up attitude. Because when the when you get into the presence of God, that glory hits you and it erases and it eats and burn up everything that's not like him. That is so and true. Then in the presence of God. And I have walked out, but see, that's when the enemy come. But if you've really been in his presence, you'll yeah. know how to deal with it. Let me tell you. Uh, this is why the other day I was talking about relationship. There's a difference when you don't, when we're talking about relationship with Christ. That's, mm-hmm. People go around and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't need to do this. I, I got a relationship, do you? Well, let's talk about what a relationship really means. Are Ooh. we talking about friendship? Are we talking about an acquaintance? We're talking that's about somebody that's... to say, hey. I know of you. There's levels to relationships. And that's why it's important to say, to start thinking, what is my relationship with Christ? That's right. Because I know I was talking to at my regular nine to five 
that I have. Um, I was I worked for a call center and I got a call in and the young lady I was talking to at the time, you know, we was talking because uh, she was from New York and we started talking about how I miss the food from the East Coast, as I always do. And then that led us into another um, conversation of talking about Christ, you know. And so she was saying how she was walking and this guy kept looking at her. And so then she said she'd been always thinking about, you know, but one, like the Lord has been talking because she's been praying and she's been wanting to get herself right with, you know, right with Christ and everything else. So she said, well, Lord, if he comes over and talk to me, I'll receive you as my as my Lord and Savior. So the guy happened to walk up to her and was like, you know, the Lord told me to come talk to you. And he he wants uh, I, I forget the whole conversation that she said, but pretty much he led her to Christ and she got saved that day. And she said and she was talking about the she said that like the feeling that she had gotten at that point she was like people just don't know what it is to really be in the presence of the lord she i was like yeah i said because i was then i was sharing my story with her like when i i had got saved when i was 16 years old you know and basically my motives of getting saved was at the time the church i was going to when the pastor at the church he was like listen i don't want no mess going on and they was and i like to sing even though I, i'm not the best singer but i like to sing and so and and i was going there since i was 13 now it's like 16 and i was there at the church just doing me at that time and so but then they were like singing and they were starting a choir and stuff and i was like oh i want to sing but the church i grew up in he was like you ain't gonna be having like you're not gonna be all talking about oh you know praise the lord and then you going outside the church and you doing oh thank you devil <laughs> when you leave out here, <laughs> that, oh, you, know, you, you ain't gonna be like that. So if you want to be part of this choir, you need to have your yourself right. So I was like, well, Lord, and at that time I was smoking and you know just doing me and stuff. And I was on my way and I asked the Lord, I was like, well, Lord, I really want you to help me because I want to be part of this choir. And I was walking to school and smoking. <laughs> cigarette and hanging out with a friend and on my way to the school like the Lord just came over me and I dropped the cigarette and I just started crying and I cried all the way to the school all day long in the school like the teachers was like are you here I'm like yeah I had to call my mother up and I was like no I don't know what it is but I can't stop crying. She's like, Lord, the Lord got you. <laughs> she was like, the Lord got you. And I just cried and cried. I cried so much that they sent me home. They told me to go home. Because I just cried so much. And I was telling her, and I was like, and when things like that happen, it is the most freeing, liberating thing it is. ever had. Like you crying, but it's not crying because you sad. It's crying because it's just so freeing and liberating that all you can do is cry because there's nothing else you can do and it's just like a cleansing that comes yeah. over you on top of that so that's why I was like you know people that go into revivals and go through these things and stuff like that and then they come out of church and they still got that same attitude I'm like they couldn't spend no time with Christ couldn't because be spending any time with Christ at all makes you want to do better and be better I don't care if you only spent five minutes with him. That five minutes, two seconds that you spent with him, really spent with him, makes you want to be better and do better, no matter what. And is you know, I, I would like to say this because 
we focus too much on sin. But Christ came and took away the sins of the earth, Amen. of the world. He took Amen. it away. Right. He, it, it, it's no more because of the cross. So we want we want to become what Christ has sent us in the earth to be, or what God has sent us here to be, and that is a citizen of the kingdom. For those, amen, that have heard this broadcast and you want to give your life to the Lord, amen, he is right there. He says, if, if you knock, he says, the door shall be open unto you. He says, if you ask, it shall be given unto you, he that asks. Amen. If you would just repeat after me, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner because I have never come into this type of relationship with you. But I want to be right. I want to be made whole. I want to be a child of your kingdom. I don't want just your salvation, Father. I want to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Father, receive me. I denounce my citizenship to this world and to this earth. I want to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to be my king. And I want to be your citizen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, I want to thank everybody for joining us for this um, KWE session of Bible Talk. Um, I'm really hoping that someone gets something out of this um, or receive Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. I know that a lot of things are happening right now that a lot of people don't understand. So I'm hoping with this right here, maybe you get some clarity. And if you're still not sure that you can reach out to one of us. And if you want prayer, we will pray for you. Um, if you want to talk to one of the pastors or the prophet, um, we will get you in contact with them and that you can speak more to them about it. But I really hope that it touched you in a special way. You have just finished watching Getting Intimate with KWE, Kingdom Conversation. Stay tuned for part four.